Hello, my name is Diana Castro and you're watching Leaders with a Mission and today I have someone who I love with my heart and soul because it's someone that transforms lives and he's someone who's doing good in the world and that's always good. His name is Dr. Linnell King and let me share a little bit about him. Dr. Linnell King is an Amazon best-selling author, physician, international speaker, health recovery and weight loss specialist. Dr. Linnell King combines science, behavioral health, and spirituality to transform your life. He believes the solution to preventing illness is empowering each of us to take responsibility for our own health. A renowned internist that has been featured on ABC, NBC, and Fox, Dr. King received his medical degree from the University of Wisconsin School of Medicine and completed his residency at Johnson's Hopkins University and Sinai Hospital in 2000. With awards such as Most Wellness Focused Physician and XP Writers Award for his number one best-selling Mastering Vitality, Dr. King speaks to audiences on using the combination of both traditional and alternative practices to reach optimal health. And with you, here it is, Dr. Linnell King. Well, hello, hello. Hello, hello. <laughs> I'm so happy that you came because ah. you're coming all the way from the other side of Florida. Yes, yes. Well, when you call, I come. I'm excited. I'm excited. I love it. Um, and I want you to please share with all of us what you are all about. I am all about allowing people to recapture their health reclaim their health so that they can have health independence. For far too long, we've given our health away to medications, doctors, the medical industry. It's time to take it back. I love it. I love it because in your bio, you explain that you use both like the actual, you know, MD, your MD title mm -hmm. with alternative holistic medicine options to empower people and give them their health back. And I know that there's so much with just that because people need a little bit of both. It's not mm -hmm. just one side. And it's like, it's not that medicine, traditional medicine is completely right all the time. And it's not that, you know, holistic medicine is completely right all the time. It's kind of like the good balance between the best of the both worlds. Absolutely. One of the biggest challenges, so I, um, I was traditionally trained, you know, University of Wisconsin for medical school, Johns Hopkins internal medicine. And so I was trained some of the best institutions, but they focused on disease. And when people are in crisis care, they need that, right? And so we have the best acute care, uh, um, care in the world, but when it gets translated to chronic illness, that's where we fall short. And so then on the holistic side, you have people that says, oh, well, don't do anything on the traditional side. And then the traditional side is, oh, well, don't do any of that hocus pocus stuff. There really needs to be a bridge, yes. someone that can translate. Exactly. And I love it because that's where you came in. Yes. And I remember when I met you, I met you at a, you were a speaker at a woman's event. Mm -hmm. I loved your story can you share with us your story because i think it's so powerful and it makes you so memorable that something that became a tragedy in your life was the seed of your success mm -hmm. now it is what actually allows you to bring this bridge across yes. yeah. can you share with us 
Well, I you know believe truly in mentors, and one of my I've had many mentors in my. You're one of my mentors. I've had many wow. mentors in my life, and one of my favorite mentors. He you know wasn't a physician. It, it wasn't a, a famous person or anything like that, but. He actually dropped out of school when he was 13 to take care of his family, he had a large family. And he got his GED when he was 18 and became a plumber, but not just any plumber. He well sought after plumber. He was the plumber of Ray Charles, uh, Sidney Portier. And it wasn't that he just knew his way around a toilet, even though he did, <laughs> it was he cared. You know, and he taught me a lot of life lessons, you know, integrity, whatever you do, whatever you say, do it, follow through, right? If you want different results, you got to do different things. Absolutely. And he was proactive, but in his health, it was something that, okay, he was, you know, maybe 10 pounds overweight or whatever, but he looked, appeared healthy. But one day he was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. And pancreatic cancer comes with, by the time it's diagnosed, it comes with a four month death sentence. And so then he had to go into reactive mode and it was devastating. This was my best friend. He was the best man at my wedding. And so when he passed away, it was, you know, it was really tragic. And what was most tragic about it is, you know, that person was my dad. I know. Yeah. And it was, it was tough and it was really tough on my mom. My mom, you know, as most women, when you get depressed, you know, what do most women do? Eat. Gained 40 pounds, became diabetic on 13 different medications. Ouch. Was a smoker, emphysema, um, ended up having a heart attack, two stents in her heart. And then literally uh, by the age of 65. And I remember I took her on a cruise for her 70th birthday. It was cruises were her favorite because they're only, you know, they're floating buffets, right? <laughs> and when she got back, she went to the doctors and they said that she was diagnosed with breast cancer. Oh. So I was like, okay, mom, you know, you have to, I was living here in Florida. She was in Alabama. So you got to come here. I know all the doctors. She had surgery, had it removed, but ended up with complications and her kidneys failed and then ended up on dialysis. So now all of her, you know, her heart was uh, affected, lungs, now her kidneys, diabetic, and with cancer, the doctors gave her two years to live. So I said, okay, at least it's not four months. And so we went to work and I said, I had already written my book, Mastering Vitality. I've already helped. You were a doctor at that time. It's not like, you know, you were somebody who was just going to middle school. No, you were actually an MD and all of this is happening. And all of this is happening. Exactly. Now, when my dad was going through it, I had just finished my residency. I was, no, I was actually in my last year of residency. So I had no tools. I didn't know what to do. Now, by this time, I had turned everything around. I had already written the book, Mastering Vitality. I had already helped hundreds of people get off medications and turn their life around. So I said, okay, now we're going to do it. You're my number one project, mom. Yes. Now, needless did I know, I didn't know that she was going to be my hardest client, right? Because I'm her son. I'm not a doctor to her. He was like, I'm not listening to you. Don't you tell me what I can or cannot eat, mister. You met my mom. (laughs) I I see. I can totally like picture it. Yeah. Like, who does this little kid think she's talking to? Right, right. But despite all that, we were able to turn it around. It took a couple years, but you know, she was no longer diabetic. We completely reversed it, completely reversed her not only her high blood pressure, but her heart disease. Completely reversed it. 
off of cholesterol medicines. And the beautiful thing is she was on 13 medications when she moved and, and came to me in Florida. We got her off of 10 of those 13. Wow. 10. We got her to her ideal body weight and she thrived. So they predicted that she was going to pass away at 72 and she lived to 82. Wow. Yes. That's a beautiful story. Yeah. Thank you. For so sharing. this is this is why this is my passion, and I and and yes, it was my mom, and and she was. I'm so proud of what she accomplished, um, and but she had a reason why. Because if she would have passed away at 72, she never would have met her grandkids. Yeah. And you know that was her world. She got to be the grandparent that she wanted to be. She got to take them fishing. She got to, you know, go camping with them. She got to tell them bedtime stories because she was in her right mind. You know, there was no nursing home. There was no assisted living, you know, facility. Her, her mind was sharp. Exactly, exactly. So she lived to the end. She got to slide into home plate like you're supposed to do. That's beautiful. And and as you were saying that, I can just only think like. I'm a mom now and I have kids and I, I, I daydream with my husband like, oh, what is going to be when we get to be grandparents and, da, da, da. and like, mm -hmm. you kind of put these expectations on yourself yes. that you want to live. Like my, my daughter says, mommy, I want you to live forever. And I'm like, kiddo, I'm not going to live forever, but I want to live as long as I can. Yes. So it is important. I think that what you do is amazing. Mm. It's amazing because you give people back the control to have a health that they can enjoy their life. And mm -hmm. I mean, you can have all the money in the world, mm -hmm. but if you do not have your health, yeah. there's no money that is gonna get you anything that you want. So that's why it's so important. And that's why I'm so passionate about what you do. And, and I love that you could be here. I wanted you to be in the first season of Leaders with a Mission, but we couldn't make it work out. And this time I was like, Oh my God, he's going to be with us. And I'm so happy. So let me ask you something really quick. What yes. is your personal definition of leadership? My personal definition of leadership is action. So it's not good enough for me to go out and say, do this and do that. I have to live it. Mm -hmm. I have to take care of me so that I can take care of others. And that's what I tell everyone. Start with you. You change the world one person at a time and that first person is yourself yes it's beautiful i like that what do you think is the most important ingredient for health success the most important ingredient is to have a purpose to have a reason why and i think that's for everything that yeah. you want to accomplish right yeah, in everything. but if you don't have a reason why then you're not going to do what it takes to make it happen because there's no magic pill even though we want the magic pill there's no doctor that's going to heal you i don't believe that doctors actually heal people you know we we're we're mentors we we guide people and we have some tools but it's ultimately up to the person and so a lot of people say oh health is is my true wealth health is my greatest asset but then I asked the person, okay, so if I went into your calendar and I, or if I went into your checkbook, where would I see that you're investing your time? Where would I see where you're investing your money? Or are you spending your time, spending your money in things that are not adding to your health? 
That's the truth. That's a true. You can always tell where the priority of someone is when you check their checkbooks yes. and when you check their time. Yes. Because it reflects. It's not just words. It mm -hmm. truly shows how committed you are to something. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I love that you mentioned that. <laughs> and you know something else? I really know, and, and this is something that really um, spoke to me when I met you, and is that you are not... You like to challenge the status quo. You're not like the regular kind of a physician. You don't you, think. <laughs> I don't think so. But it is in a way that the way that you see of your definition of being a doctor, like you kind of have like a different route, a different perspective. Can you share with us how that is and what that is? All right. So you may have to cut some of this out because I'm going to get a little edgy here. So it's about where we're getting our information from. We have to ask ourselves, Who is in control over our information? And really it's whoever is, has the money, whoever is controlling the media, whoever is controlling the curriculums, the medical school curriculums, um, who's the biggest lobbyist of the government, who uh, is the biggest funders of the medical school, all right? So without me really pointing any fingers, it's just questions to ask yourself. And then so you really need to be an independent thinker and say, what really makes sense? What makes sense to me? If I see a wilted plant, a, a dying plant, what's, what instinctively, what do we think about, right? Mm -hmm. We think about water. Mm -hmm. We think about sunlight. Mm -hmm. We think about nutrients mm -hmm. or possibly toxins. Mm -hmm. When we think about a wilting human, a sick human, what's the first thing that we think about? What disease do they have? Mm -hmm. The second thought, what medications do they need? Mm -hmm. We don't think that way intuitively. So we have to ask ourselves, what has programmed us that way? Mm -hmm. Right? And so we want to get back to listening to our bodies, being back in touch with our intuitive selves, and doing things that just make common sense. It doesn't have to be that difficult. But One of the things like, and I guess what I was trying to get into, it was the way you treat patients. You've done a program that is kind of like revolutionary for a lot of doctors. Mm -hmm. You started, at least when I met you, and I know your business has progressed, so please mm -hmm. correct me if I'm wrong. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, but when I met you, you were doing a lot of telehealth, yes, quote unquote. Yes. And a lot of that term is very new for a lot of people, which is kind of, you're able to serve people, all, you're not confined right. by your practice. You are able to serve people, but in a way that is, it's like coach yes. for health, yes. but you do have the authority to, you know, provide medication and mm -hmm. all of this, all of this stuff that mm -hmm. comes with your title of being mm -hmm. an MD. Share with us, what are you doing now? Are you still doing that? How yes. are you doing business right now? Okay. Beautiful. Awesome question. So it all really, the, the coaching, the mentoring, it really starts there. I serve as a, a guide. Yes, I can prescribe medications. I can do all kind of stuff. But really, it starts with everyone needs to have a mentor. If you have you know, your child, if they say, oh, mommy, I want to be the greatest tennis player in the world. What's the first thing you're going to do? You have to go to a tennis player to, you know, the mentor. Exactly. You have to get them a mentor. Our health is no different. And so mentorship is key. And so you want to find someone that, yes, has the knowledge, but you also want to find someone that's walking the walk. So what I do is I take a person and the first thing that I do, this revolution, no one's doing this, okay? This is the first thing I do. 
I listen to them. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, <laughs> we laugh about it, but it's, it is kind of not the norm right now. So Unfortunately yes, not. It's and not. it's not the doctor's fault. They're not reimbursed to listen. We don't have time, right? And so the first thing is, what are the goals? What is it that you want to accomplish with your health? And then we outline a plan. Okay, so once we get clear, clarity, that's the first chapter of my book, right? Clarity, once we get clear on what we want, then we can put a plan together on how to get there. Mm-hmm. We put together the roadmap, okay? And then I, uh, I help the person, take them by the hand, and lead them step by step. Does it require medications? It depends. It depends if you're in crisis or not. It may. Does it require the correct nutrition? Absolutely. Does it require detoxing your body, cleaning it out? Of course. Does it require fitness, fun aerobic activity? Yes. So all of these things, all of these components, hormone balance, right? All of these components are necessary. Now, there's one other component that's usually missing that is overlooked, and that's mindset. Mindset is key. Because if you're consumed by stress, or if you're not in the right in the right mindset, you're not gonna get far. You're not gonna get far. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's beautiful. I mean, how revolutionary it is <laughs> to listen to someone. But I I, I really like because your approach is completely kind of going the other direction, where everybody is going into one direction and they don't have time to listen. You like doctors have been put in this kind of mousetrap where they kind of have to, in order for them to make the living that they want to make, they have to have people in and out. And then their customer is being left behind. Yes. And we see the health of our people declining and declining and, dec- and people in more medications. And even a problem that I find is like every two minutes I see a commercial on TV that is like pharmaceutical. Ask your doctor if you need this. And you're like, mm-hmm. what? Like, when did I become the expert of asking the doctor? And then I feel that doctors are put into this really horrible position that if they don't prescribe what the patient is asking of them, mm-hmm. I'm going to go to the next guy who's going to give me give yes. it to me. And we are playing health, health the wrong way. Mm-hmm. So thank you for, for doing what you're doing. And I want to ask you, what things have you struggled with on your road to leadership. And I say to leadership because you've taken the path that is a little different than any other, like other doctors have done it in the past, but you've taken this path that is a little more complex, but yet I feel that it's a lot more meaningful and mm-hmm. rewarding. Mm-hmm. So what things have you struggled with in this complete journey of you know medicine with a twist that, or like with a with a innovation process? Yes, that is a fantastic question, okay? so. The hardest thing that, that, that we have to do is really, you know, our programming. We've been programmed a certain way. Physicians have been programmed not to have faith in their patients. Wow. Yes. We've been, we, we've been taught that. Now, we weren't taught that in medical school. Mm-hmm. It actually is the legal system that have, that's taught that. So if you come into my office with high blood pressure, And I know that you're eating all the wrong foods. I know that you have too much stress. I see it. And I say, if you just correct this, correct this, correct this, your blood pressure will come down, no problem. And then if it doesn't work, you know, we have to, we have to put you on medication. If you go out and you don't do what I ask you to do and you have a stroke, 
who's getting sued? The doctor. The doctor's getting sued. So we've been taught to to practice medicine very defensively, and it we we can't have faith in in, in our patients to do what you know. And so what happens is, patients come in and they want us to fix them. And it's not possible. They have to do their work themselves. Yes, it's not possible. I can't heal anyone. The only person that heals is the body. The body heals itself. God put it that way mm -hmm. for a reason. All I can do is serve as a guide. So the hardest thing that I've had to do is break out of that and, and, and get people to understand that the control is in them. That's been the hardest part is convincing them, yes, you have the control. Yeah, wouldn't it be nice if I could eat all the food and you can gain all the weight, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's kind of like trying, and, and it's hard for people to understand that. It took you so, you've been taking all these repeated destructive steps for years and all, you cannot expect to fix them with a pill. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, that's what we've, we have been trained yes. to do. This microwave world where it's instant uh, gratification. Mm -hmm. And... It's not serving us. Yes. So in your opinion, what is the most important ingredient for success? The most important ingredient is action, period. Even if you don't know exactly what to do, taking action puts you in motion and eventually you'll figure it out. The number one 100% way of not accomplishing your goals is not, not to do anything, yeah. right? but it's the safest because if you don't try, you can't make a mistake. Yeah. So I think that's the number one thing. And would you share with us who is, your, who is a mentor or a book or a training that you've taken that has propelled you or inspired you to become a better leader? Oh my goodness, there's so many. Um, I, I, I would have to say Tony Robbins is probably one of the highest on the list. Uh, he's just really, his is, his theory of personal power and people have the ability to accomplish whatever you want in life. You know, I, I, I really believe that. And I spent some time with him. I uh, know. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I spent some time with him personally and he's just made a, a huge impact on my life. And, and because of that, I've been able to make a huge impact on others. That's, I know you've, you've taken like kind of like th those courses that you get time with, with him is like I've flown all over the world with him. We India, his his home in Fiji. Uh, we we've been to Australia. It's you know it's yeah. I'm part of uh, the a, inner a small, circle. The, yeah, exactly. Which is beautiful. <laughs> Take me with you. <laughs> and just to close, can you please leave us with what kind of impact you want to leave in the world? What is your mission on this earth? I want to have a ripple effect. I, if I can just affect one person that affects many, imagine if I affect 10 that affects hundreds that affect thousands. And so as many leaders like yourself that I can have an impact on, it's going to be exponential of the ripple effect you'll have on this world. What kind of impact is that? Is that like... Like I, I, when you were saying that, you know what I was thinking of? I was thinking like when your mom was given a limited time to be on this earth, mm -hmm. by helping her take action and taking ownership to her health, you not only impacted her, 
you impacted your your children, mm -hmm. which got to got a grandmother. You impacted everyone along the way. Mm -hmm. Can you be specific on the impact that you personally want to to live with? Like when you die, which I'm kind of morbid, but when you when you go away, <laughs> what do you want people to remember you by? That I cared and that I showed people a different way. I showed people how to take control over their health. And because of that, they didn't have to suffer and they didn't have to be dependent. So I want to give people their health freedom. That's, that's what I want to be known by. <laughs> that was so awesome thank you for being here and if you felt inspired by Dr. Lionel King I'm going to invite you to visit him at lionelkingmd.com and if you are a leader or you would like to become a leader in your industry or position your business as a leader in your industry I invite you to visit us at fourproductions.com where if you subscribe I can send you weekly tips and hacks on how to use video to make a bigger impact in the world Till next time.